0: This is On The Job. This season, we're speaking with folks who are finding their professional stride in a tumultuous job market and learning how to double down on their skills and their experience to overcome challenges. We'll bring you inspiring stories of people making themselves essential, an important skill set in any economy. As Americans shut their doors and stay home in the midst of a pandemic, truckers continue to keep the country moving and stocked up on food as they always have. It's tough, demanding work that can keep you on the road for months at a time. But there are a few jobs that come with the freedom and purpose that the open road has to offer. Well, hello. Hi. How are you doing?
1: Super. I'm um, fantastic. How are you?
0: This is Ingrid Brown. We hopped on a Zoom call while she was at a rest stop. She was calling from the cab of her truck.
1: I am actually sitting in the driver's seat and I am in... Abingdon, Virginia. I just delivered cherries yesterday and they came from Stockton, California.
0: She won't be here long though. She's headed to Wilkesboro, North Carolina to pick up a load of chickens. She'll haul those all the way to Arkansas. At least an 11-hour drive. The uh, truck you're driving right now, does it have a name?
1: Peach of Mind.
0: Peach of Mind?
1: Peach O-Mind. This truck is like this one of a kind. She's a peace of mind. But instead of being peace of mind, peach a
0: Wait till you see her color. She sends me a picture. It's this amazing peach color with teal and white stripes along the sides. It is a very attractive truck. Yeah. (laughs) And just like most big rigs have a name, the drivers also have nicknames that they're known by over the radio. Do you have a call name on the radio?
1: I used to go by Half Pint. (laughs) Well, I'm 5'2", and I used to be skinny and young. But you know what? I, you know, Ingrid, I'm Ingrid, but I'm a truck driver. That's what I do.
0: Ingrid is from Zionville, North Carolina, right near Boone on the Tennessee border. She's 58 and she's been trucking for over four decades.
1: 41 years in December. I love what I do. I run 48 states own my own independent sole owned company Roland B and I also drive as a company driver for Fleener Brothers out of Carthage Missouri.
0: Ingrid is one of 3.5 million truckers on the American highway. About 200,000 of those are women. In the last decade, the amount of women in trucking has increased by 65% and Ingrid is a huge proponent of keeping that number growing.
1: Here's my thing. My steering wheel doesn't know the gender that holds it and it really doesn't care as long as it gets safely from point A to point B.
0: There are all kinds of different ways you can go about trucking. Some drivers prefer to specialize in hauling one kind of load, whether it's veggies or lumber. But a lot of truckers, like Ingrid, become a jack-of-all-trades and know how to haul pretty much anything.
1: So you may see me under a Conestoga, which is a curtain-sided flatbed and hauling machinery and that kind of thing.
0: Sometimes she might be driving a refrigerated trailer used for transporting anything that needs to keep cool. These trailers are known in trucker lingo as reefers.
1: No, I'm not hauling reefer. I am pulling a refrigerated trailer.
0: And each individual load she picks up comes with its own completely unique set of tasks.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, and my biggest one, honestly, is when I load. I have to make sure that it's loaded properly and it's loaded to where it's gonna ride across the country. Any product, dry freight, toilet paper, produce, cows.
0: If the load is something like peaches, she'll make sure that her route avoids any rough roads so the fruit doesn't get bruised before it gets to the market. And a lot of care goes into hauling her favorite load, cattle, which she constantly checks on, makes sure that they're hydrated, and takes corners real slow to make sure that they're okay.
1: And I've not met many that haul cows that don't do that.
0: Because you have kids on board.
1: Yeah, you've got the babies on board. You care about them. You take care of them.
0: And even though she takes extra care of the cows that she hauls, it's pretty clear that she treats all of her loads as precious cargo.
1: Exactly. You don't just shut the doors and drive down the road.
0: Trucking has definitely become its own subculture in the last century. It's got its own language, its own conventions, even its own music. Today, some people call truckers the last of the cowboys, lone rangers roaming the American landscape. It's a job that attracts a certain kind of person, independent, curious. So in a lot of ways, Ingrid was born to do this.
1: I had the greatest childhood. I was adventurous. Imagine that. My dad owned a construction company, and that's how I got into trucks because I started learning equipment. And I always said I'm kind of the other boy that he never had.
0: She's got an older brother, but ever since she was young, when her mother hoped that she would have stayed in frills and dresses, she was much happier playing in the dirt and riding along with her dad on the job. The philosophy he instilled in her as a kid is something that she still lives by today.
1: He said, You know, there is nothing that you can't do
0: if you want to do it. She wanted to drive big trucks. So at 16 in high school, she got her permit and started driving dump trucks with her dad's company. At 18, she moved on to bigger rigs and was hauling asphalt.
1: I get out of high school and I'm
0: thinking,
1: oh yeah, I'm 18. I'm going to work. I'm going on the road. He's like, Mm-mm. you get an education and then we'll talk. If you want a truck, you get a school.
0: School was not Ingrid's thing, so she reluctantly went to college and got her degree in engineering. And she eventually got hired to do just that.
1: I was going to build roads. I was going to have a second career. They put me on I-85 in North Carolina and, you know, I'm, I'm doing construction engineering inspection and bridges and all this stuff. And I kept watching trucks go up the road and down the road.
0: What were you thinking when you saw those trucks driving by?
1: What am I doing?
0: So, Ingrid went trucking. Her first big haul was from North Carolina all the way to California.
1: That first feeling, it almost is so much adrenaline. I was scared to death. And then you don't want to quit.
0: Her love for dirt as a kid translated directly to trucking. She took lots of jobs where she'd be hauling it all over the place.
1: They call me Mud Puppy. No, Give me asphalt. Give me dirt. There's so much can be done with it. And there's there's things that... Bridges and and roads. There's a way to get that done and get that to happen.
0: Her love for dirt may seem extreme, but she gets pretty romantic when talking about anything that she's hauling.
1: I do. I do. I have this passion because, you know what? They mean something to me because they mean something to People. This is the greatest thing I've ever dreamed I could ever do. If you don't have dirt, what are you going to build upon? Everything has a purpose.
0: And you get to bring that to people. I try. More on Ingrid's story after the break.
1: A strong work ethic. Takes pride in a job well done. Sweats over the details. This is the kind of person you need. Express Employment Professionals can help. Finding the best people requires more than sorting through applications. You need to conduct a thorough search. Express understands what it takes to hire the right person. It takes real people. Real interviews. Discovering the talents you need. We find good people, matching their skills with the right jobs. At Express, we find people for jobs in companies of all sizes and industries, from the production floor to the front office. Sometimes finding the best new employee really is about who you know. Express
0: knows jobs. Get to know Express. Go to ExpressPros.com to find a location near you. Trucking is a way of life as much as it's a job. Just like a long haul from the East to West Coast, being a professional driver as a career takes stamina. How many miles?
1: In 40 plus years, I have 4.1 million.
0: 4.1 million miles?
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, I have gentlemen and ladies that I've seen up in the sixes.
0: To put that in perspective, Ingrid has driven enough to circle the globe about 164 times. I asked her if she had a goal she was trying to hit, maybe get to $6 million, but she said no.
1: Because you know what? Three years ago, I was diagnosed with melanoma cancer. So I've had a third of my throat out. I've had several surgeries. And here's the thing. I have today. All that matters is today. That's it.
0: Besides doing this job because she loves it, Her philosophy is, it's something that has to be done. And she says a lot of drivers feel the same way. Some do it for the freedom. Some do it because it can be great money. But she says the ones that succeed and enjoy their work are the ones that recognize the importance of their job.
1: People need you. People need us. But we need them as well.
0: I asked how it felt to be an essential worker in a time where the country especially needs her to keep driving even when she's realistically putting herself at risk by doing it.
1: I would wanna do that, whether it's a pandemic, whether the country's closed down, because people have to eat every day. That's not gonna change. That didn't change before, it hasn't changed afterwards.
0: Talking to Ingrid, you might get kinda jealous. There's a sense of purpose in everything she says about a job she's been doing for 40 years. And if you've ever been on a long drive with nothing but the road ahead, that sense of freedom, she does that for a living. She says she remembers the first time she really felt it.
1: I'll never forget it. I was coming down the road, and I was actually coming eastbound.
0: It was the early 90s. She was just outside Fort Worth, Texas on a long haul.
1: It was barely breaking daylight. Barely, barely. Enough that I could see the white lines to my left, but in my mirror, I could watch them go by, and it was almost like the whole world wasn't—didn't even exist. The sun was in front of me; it was was coming up, but behind me was just that little bit of haze. It—it it was the most peaceful time. I in my whole career the whole world just stops nothing bad exists nobody has problems nothing bad in this whole wide world exists you're just in that spot you're succeeding and you know it you're just you you know you're you're accomplishing That's what it feels like. Yeah.
0: In my own experience, I've been chasing this feeling for a while. I felt it years ago, and I got hooked. So I've tried to make a career where I can work and constantly be moving, exploring. And for the most part, I got there. Before COVID hit, I was traveling the country for months doing radio work in a new place whenever I wanted to be. It was about as liberated as I'd ever felt. That feeling is the reason a lot of people get into trucking too. You're autonomous, you're free, hand out the window with the open road ahead, a cowboy. It's a romantic way to live, but I've learned that that does not come without a price. There's a lot of time where I I really, especially if I've been on the road for months, I really crave roots yeah stability a home i guess the grass is always greener kind of thing do you feel that
1: yeah sorry <laughs> i mean this is life this is life i haven't seen my grandbabies uh since before christmas and uh was planning on seeing them at the time that the COVID stuff happened. Um, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, they're my world. We FaceTime all the time. Um, it's still not the same. You set your priorities, and uh, sometimes you miss some of those but you make sure that they're in this industry with you enough to understand.
0: Ingrid also has an 88 year old mother. She has two daughters of her own. She knows she has to keep doing her job, but she also knows in doing so, she won't risk carrying COVID back to her family. Recently, she was at a truck stop and called her grandkids to check in.
1: My grandson was standing there on FaceTime and said, Grammy, when are you coming to see us? Grammy, it's been too long. And my granddaughter, my four-year-old granddaughter, literally turned around and looked at him and said, Layton, Grammy's delivering food to other people.
0: Wow. How does that feel for you to hear?
1: They get it. You know, I missed her birthday. I missed his birthday and it is, it, it is what it is for the fact of the situation in the country. But we make the best of it, just like everybody else is doing the same thing.
0: We all want a job that puts food on the table. We want a job that we can be good at. But maybe more than anything, deep down, we want work that makes us happy and gives us purpose. Being the person that does what needs to be done. People will always have to eat. And whether or not it's a time of crisis, if you're the person making that happen, like Ingrid, at the end of the day, you can be sure that you are essential.
1: And when a four-year-old says, Grammy's taking food to other people, that's pretty strong.
0: That must keep you going. Every day. For On the Job, I'm Otis Gray. Thanks for listening to On the Job, brought to you by Express Employment Professionals. To see pictures of Ingrid's truck, Peach of Mind, go to slash podcast. This season of On the Job is produced by Audiation and Red Seat Ventures. The episodes were written and produced by me, Otis Gray. Our executive producer is Sandy Smollins. The show is mixed by Matt Noble for Audiation Studios at The Loft in Bronxville, New York. Music by Blue Dot Sessions and Montplaisir. Find us on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. If you liked what you heard, please consider rating or reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We'll see you next time for more inspiring stories about making yourself essential as you discover your life's work.